Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van S. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. <laughs> on Radio TFI. It is. What is it? Is it just Saturday today? Is, is, is there a reason why I'm sitting at my table? Anyways, Saturday, excuse me, October 19th, 2019, in the year of our Lord. You are indeed listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI from the wet and dreary Northern Command Center in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And just as equally as wet and soggy from Queens, New York, Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We woke up this morning to temperatures in the 40s. We are not pleased. Excuse me, terribly sorry. I trust everyone has had a wonderful, wonderful short week. What with Columbus Day being celebrated, and uh, uh, and how are you this morning, young Mister Shannon? Oh, oh, you know when you haul people around back and forth to doctor's appointments, every once in a while you'll stumble into a situation where you get some knucklehead in the back seat that doesn't know how to cover their mouth. Or even better yet, wear a damn mask or something if they know they are going to be out in public hacking their brains out. And thank you very much, but I caught some sort of bug from one of them, I'm sure. So, but other than that, I'm awake. I'm above ground. Life is good. You know, there's a two to three day incubation period from the time somebody passes the virus along to you till the time you start showing symptoms so mm-hmm. it's been a you've had this a few days nurturing it caring for it and now it's made its grand debut well i hope oh, you feel yeah. better i hope you feel better sir because i just had something oh. a couple of weeks ago and now i can truly emphasize with or what's that word i i can truly empathize. feel for you. empathize yeah. i Thank can spell you so it for much. you from the from the man who brought you prognostication yeah and, and I just had, I had a look on the sheet <laughs> on the script for that again, just to be certain. So what's new by you, young man? Well, other than that, an average week, I took a guy out uh, on a training run yesterday. Okay. So, of course, Columbus Day. That You know, I'm telling you, why the hell? That is the biz... biz biggest excuse for a holiday or, or, or a vacation day, paid vacation day for some people that I've ever seen. Why the, I, I just, in this day and age, I just don't understand why we're still celebrating Columbus Day, to be well, honest with you. Well, what's really interesting is other than the fact of, you know, who he was and how he treated people back in the day, which, you know, that was what it was. But this, 
had very little to do with the Italians. Yes. It was Spain that, that paid for everything, and it was Spanish crew mm-hmm. and all that. Columbus happened to be Italian, but, you know, it was all financed through the, uh, through the Spanish. So just wanted to put that out there. That's all. I mean, well, I, I, I enjoyed the day. I'll get paid for it. So, congrats, frickin' lations. No, we we actually uh, more do it to celebrate the uh, the uh, indigenous people, if you will. Here, gotcha. uh, it hasn't been a, hasn't been officially called Indigenous Peoples Day like it is in some areas, but we. Uh, uh, that's kind of the way we look at it. All right. There's nothing wrong with You're that. In a great... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think any opportunity that we have to to uh, uh, celebrate Native American uh, uh, customs and, and what have you, and just forenote the fact that the next time you want to tell uh, illegal uh, immigrants to piss off and go back home. Just remember, there's a whole group of people in this country that could say the same damn thing. So, absolutely correct, sir. Get up, absolutely, get correct. on your high horse and uh, live and let live, as I like to say. There you go. Uh, well, we have a whole bunch of stuff here. Before we go uh, any uh, further, I, I, there's something I'd like to talk about. Okay. Now. I got a work assignment for this week, this past week, and I was Mm -hmm. scheduled to be in beautiful Kingston, New York, which is about 103 miles north of of the corporate headquarters here, as the crow flies. Uh, So I I picked up a truck. I drove on up there. Uh, Production has got us all staying in hotels and whatnot. Very nice, too. I was very, I'm very pleased with my accommodations. So I was scheduled to be on that job until Monday. Monday was going to be my last day. I was actually going to stay up in, because uh, I didn't have my car. All I would have was the truck. So I was going to stay up there. But I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. The, the, what I want to get to is something I haven't really had a chance to enjoy in many, many years. We're up in the mountains, up in uh, upstate New York. And it's that time of year. All the leaves are changing. We're driving down these roads, and so we've got sometimes 30 minutes to an hour in between locations where we're going. Other than the rain the other way, we had two solid days of rain with that Bombo Gonzo thing that came through. But yesterday was really, really nice, and for the most part. But we're seeing all the leaves change, uh, the colors, and and it's just, it, it really is, you know, it... it it's something, especially for me. I'm not accustomed to it, having lived in mm-hmm. South Florida all those years where, you know, uh, we, we don't get that. We, we just don't get that on top of the fact we don't have mountains and hills and, and all that. So I just want to say I, I very much enjoyed. We understand it's all, you know, quickly going to, you know, end probably in a week or so. All those leaves will be on the ground. And as we all know, if you've ever driven them on, on them, wet leaves, just like ice. Oh, yes. So I found that out the hard way many, many years ago. Mm. But no, it's but, like but, it's like an explosion of colors when when you have it up in the hills. I mean, we uh, 
we drive, it might be too late for us now. Annie hasn't been feeling real hot these last couple of days. So um, I wanted to take her down along the river uh, valley through uh, southeastern Minnesota, uh, where the leaves are absolutely spectacular this time of year. But I can only imagine just driving through them, driving a, I'm assuming on a two-lane road. Yes, exactly. Uh, Two-lane roads for the most part. With the trees, you know, trees basically Exploring. on both sides. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. That's a, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. Now, the good news is that uh, the other day, long story short, I won't go into the details, but I found out I was being kept on for the full run of the production, which is about two months. So I'll be up there. The good news is I'll be there through the, about mid-December. The bad news is I'm going to be upstate New York in mid-December. It's going to be cold and snowy. And <laughs> You think but, you're coming home for the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's I came home last night. Uh, I took a bus, which was kind of nice. It was a quick trip, two hours. Uh, I'm on the bus. On the bus. Gus. New York Trailways. It was a beautiful experience. George, a lovely driver. Talked to himself a lot, but hey, that's going to happen. Uh, got us there safe and sound in one piece. I picked up my car from the truck place. So now I'll be able to, I'll go back up tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, I'll be up there for the week, you know, for during the week. Uh, mm-hmm. We're being very fortunate. They're, they're uh, again, they're, they're paying for our accommodations seven days a week. So the room is there right now. I can just go up to that room, you know, to my room. It's very nice. Queen size bed. I'm loving life. And uh, you're going to come to miss that when you come back home for the weekend. Believe oh, me. I slept, I, bed. I slept here last night. I'm in the uh, the corporate suite and, uh, and I slept in the corporate corporate bed. And the corporate bed is comfortable. Make no make no mistake about that. It, it serves its purpose and it serves it well. But it ain't no queen size has, bed. Is that the one that has the gold plated uh, foot or footboard and headboard there? And... No, no, no. This is the race car one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's the race car. That's the. Mm. Uh... So anyway, so so your old uncle Ed is going to be uh, commuting. And, uh, but I, I will be here, which is good news because I wasn't going to be able to do the show from my laptop and you guys are so lucky because John was going to have to run, run the production and we, we averted disaster. (laughs) Nice to hear from you, Ed. I just want you to understand. (laughs) You are. You're entirely welcome, sir. Well, enough about me, although we all know that's everyone's favorite topic, me. Uh, John, what do you... I was just getting to, getting to think that we were going to rename the show here. It's uh, the the uh, reincarnation of uh, Uncle Ed's jamboree Uncle, here. Uncle Ed's primetime <laughs> jamboree, sir. Get it, get it straight. This isn't primetime, so we can't we can't false advertise. My time is primetime. Oh, good lord! Moving on, moving on. What do we got? Oh, well. Oh, wait a minute. uh, Wait a minute. Before we go anywhere, before just let me get this out of the way. Our weekly uh, Uber falling down to 3206 and Lyft dropped again down at 4079. So so keep buying them shares, kids and kittens. And boy, oh boy, without talking about them at all yet, uh, they're sinking fast. 
Go ahead, John. Um, no, I was just going to say, actually, Lyft um, did raise its uh, head above 40 uh, points. Uh, so that's, no matter how insignificant that sounds, they, they, they are starting to, to starting their clients. They're not going any further down. No, they're going down. That, As of Friday, they were, they were dropping again. Right, but remember last time we met, they were, they going were up. at thirty nine. They were at thirty nine something. They were. They were. I got last week's. They were thirty nine forty eight, and they ticked up. They were on an upward uh-huh. trend. Now they're at forty, uh, whatever it was. I said forty seventy nine, and they're on a downward trend. Mm-hmm. By mon- by Monday, they'll be back down under forty. Because <laughs> you also you also have this going on. There was. Uh, 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 some hearings or, or some sort of official thing that they were supposed to do here in New York City. They blew it off with the TLC. There were also congressional mm-hmm. hearings that both Uber and yeah. Lyft said, eh, eh, we're just not going to go because apparently there's no possible way they can answer questions. So, you know, this is just, this is all falling apart. It's all falling I call, apart. I call for subpoenas. Oh yeah, you'll you, they'll be coming soon enough. It's uh, yeah, you know that I they'll they'll last long enough so Trump can get an Uber out of town. Yeah, there you go. Uh, oh hey, I just happened to catch this headline here. Something completely unrelated, but I the headline caught me here. Breaking news from MSNBC. UK par- Parliament votes to delay approval of Brexit. Brexit divorce deal, forcing PM Johnson to wait for his big moment. I, I honestly, honestly, I, I, I can't talk about Brexit because I don't fully understand it. Oh, exactly. I, I didn't want to talk about it. Just the headline. Yeah. Uh, I, it's not that I, I, I'm not afraid of the topic. I am just not educated. I've spoken to uh, Brits about it, and they're not fully you know, I, a lot of them will say they voted to leave, not fully understanding what it was they were voting for. Mm. I've heard that an awful lot. I don't, I don't know which side is right or the better way. I honestly don't. I, I'm not expounding on that. I'm just saying in conversations I've had over the past few years, again, being in the in the transportation business, you know, you see a lot of people. I happen to be in an area where we had a lot of British folks and, and, and it's, you know, to talk to some of them, uh, the people I spoke to were generally genuinely concerned they're like we thought it was going to be one thing and we, we didn't really fully understand it and well well for we have to do do this to kind of compare the uh the two here if you will uh boris johnson in a lot of circles has been uh he's been almost called a trump excuse me a uh, trump clone well, they go both. Will. They both go to the same barber. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but they are um, the British people. Yeah, when they voted for Brexit, they thought a lot of them were were voting for it because they're they were talking, you know, about all the problems with the immigrants coming in here, and they actually do have uh, Islamic based uh, terrorism there. So I don't know what we're all bent out of shape over here about you know, we had 9-11 that happened nearly 20 years ago 
um, as far as I'm concerned in that situation, and I've said it all along, bin Laden won because what he wanted is he wanted to turn Americans against each other and what have you, and it's worked. And having Donald Trump in the White House is um, one of the results of it. Well, bin Laden, uh, but, could not you know, have, bin Laden could not have seen that coming, but I'm sure he would have been pleased. Oh, I, I think he I think that was one of the plans, to, to be honest with you. I honestly do. Uh, you know, you forget that you say what you will about bin Laden. He was an educated man. And he I knew still- the situation. He knew the situation in America. He knew that uh, mm. that all you'd have to do is uh, uh, you get um, you'd get Americans to start play, you know, we didn't know a damn thing about Islam before 9-11. Didn't know a damn thing. Well, they, uh, Muslims kind of did their thing. They kind of just, you know, you had the nation of Islam, you know, with Farrakhan, the, the huckster there. But other than that, we didn't hear, we, we didn't know diddly crap about uh, uh, Islam and now all of a sudden we're all experts and they they want to destroy us they want to destroy us and we're out uh, uh, since 9-11 we've definitely done more harm to uh, to uh, Muslims than has been done um, in the reverse if you will so anyways tapping out 754-800-CHAT Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Join the conversation. Tell John just how wrong he is. Oh, okay. Please do. I'm in the mood for it. <laughs> oh, what else do we have here? Shall we? Shall we stay on the uh, on the Trumpster and what have you? As long as I already started going down that that road. Anywhere you want to be, Pookie. Anywhere I want to be. Well. I guess I should probably stop uh, stop stop rambling here. Oh no! By all means, no. I can well, use the rest. I just I just want to take a moment, of course, to kind of bow my head uh, and acknowledge the passing of uh, Elijah Cummings. Yes, uh, I was shocked when I saw that. Uh, well, I think he did a good job of keeping his health concerns under wraps a very private about it even to this day you know his family and and his people they just say this was a he died from complications of a uh, prolonged illness well you know he didn't he, he did look pretty healthy to me when uh, he was uh, dressing down trump and, and speaking yeah. truth he looked pretty good to me and so i i Listen, I'm not the National Enquirer. If they don't want to give, if they don't want to tell the American people what was um, what was wrong with him, I'm good with that. I don't need to know. So, um, but our uh, our thoughts are definitely with him. him excuse me, his family, uh, his constituents out in Bal- in the Baltimore area, and uh, 68 years old. That is just way way. Too young, and more than one person has piped in, uh, saying that he was a a giant of a man, and he had. Uh, I believe he started out. If I if I've got this right, he started out as a uh, local politician, uh, Baltimore Assembly. 
Excuse right. me there. I was kind of coughing. Hit the mute button. Didn't wind up coughing. <laughs> that was just a forewarning. But yes. So having said that, of course, when a tragedy like this happens, there's always some uh, jackwad who has something derogatory to say. So why should this be any different? I got a minute and about a minute and a half long clip I want to play for you right here. This is um, a uh, right-wing evangelist type here. He has his opinion on just why Elijah uh, Elijah Cummings uh, passed away. Here, here this is. Look, we're not playing God here this morning, but look, we know the Bible. Me and you both are, are very aware of what the, the word of the Lord says about these things. And you've got a leader that has been in office for 30 years that opened the door on unfettered abortion in this country. Uh, the civil rights uh, icon status was a joke because he did nothing to bring rights to his people. All he did was divide. All he did was play the race car. Uh, he was, one of, again, one of the most uh, extreme um, I, I, it was crooked. It was just a, a crooked, deceptive, demonic attempt. He used his power, even these last year and a half, uh, as member of uh, that Judiciary Committee um, and uh, the Ways and Means Committee that he was part of. Every time that we had some kind of legal uh, matter that came up in this country, uh, he would always twist the law. He would defend uh, corruption. He never tried to bring it down. And then when he would have his shot, when he had his shot now, President Trump, all he's done over the last year from the time he took over, when the House went back to the Dems back in 2017 or 18 or 17, I mean, um, but it was 18. Yeah, it was 18. And everything that he's done uh, has been nothing but uh, try to take this president out. And I just personally feel, Stacy, and again, I, I don't say this with any disrespect to the Cummings family, but I say it, we're talking about his record today. We're talking about what he did. And I'm telling you something, I believe God had had enough and God moved. That's from Right Wing Watch. Uh, it is, uh, you have, do you have any, uh, of my hydrant towards uh, over there in your back I, uh, studio there you could dust off and uh, I, I I believe I have one within arm's reach so you go right ahead good good well it is uh, it is definitely uh, presented to this particular jackwad um, Chris Chris McDonald like is his name so there always has to be somebody who, when somebody passes there always has to be some uh douchebag that comes out of out of his shell uh first off he didn't even he still got it wrong as far as when um when the democrats actually took control of congress you know first off he said 2017 well well then he we know that wasn't the case 2018 well november 2018 that's when the election took place all right i'm gonna stop you right there not you're nitpicking no, I'm not nitpicking. Yeah, you're nitpicking. He stumbled over a minor fact. The bigger issue here yeah. is he's claiming God struck Elijah Cummings down. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, exactly. That's let's focus on let let's not go nitpicking on administrative nonsense. It's uh he's he's saying God came down, focused all of his attention on one brother Elijah coming. I think Gil Christ said, would have something to say. And about said, that, huh? Brother dear, you have trampled upon the good name and reputation of one Donald J. Trump. We cannot have that, sir. And there's only one way and one certain way to stop you from any further catastrophic interventions. Come home, Brother Elijah. Come on home. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Ooh, was, that Gil, was that Gil Christ? I, I, I blacked out oh, for a I, moment there. You, you were definitely his conduit there. Oh, my. Oh. We're sicking Gil Seven Christ five. on him. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Seven five four eight zero zero chat Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Uh Hell, I'd love you to come on in here and take my place for about... Uh, a half a show here because oh my god oh while we while we've got the hydrants out we we we've got the uh, irony award too that we can hand out this week to donald yes. j trump donald trump jr excuse me junior uh, junior i did not have time to rack up the audio but uh, uh Tr- junior was on fox railing on about uh, Hunter Biden and nepotism and what the he couldn't get get past the fact that oh my goodness a guy can't you know his whole life is based on 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 everything his father gave him and blah 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 hello knucklehead hello he's uh that whole clan is going down going down and uh I almost, a, I, I almost hate to see him go because, you know, they have provided quite a bit of uh, comic well, relief over, over time. But but Donnie so, Jr., he's got a purdy mouth, so he's going to do fine in prison. Just Oh, fine. I bet. Oh, so now the White House actually confirmed that uh, it uh, tied uh, Ukraine aid to helping excuse me, to help in pursuing the conspiracy theory on the uh, DNC hack. They come right out and admitted it. They were using it. Uh, they wanted to, hey, Ukraine, help us out here. Or you ain't going to get no more bombs. Uh, it's, uh, I, I'm sure what this is going to do, the Republicans will throw up more smokescreen and they'll, they'll investigate Benghazi again for the 12th time. Oh, yeah. And won't be long before the emails uh, uh, start surfacing again. I, I I just want to say something, uh, apropos of nothing, but just it's apropos of everything. I read a tweet yesterday, and I don't have it in front of me, and it would certainly be the tweet of the week if if I had it in front of me. But somebody put out that Rosalind and Jimmy Carter have been married for seventy three years. Seventy three years. The house that they live in, well, the, the, the Secret Service SUV parked outside is worth more than the house. And at 95 years old, there's President Carter still out there helping people, building houses. 
he hurt himself uh, last week and i'm sure we all saw the photograph of him all bandaged up next day he's out there pounding nails and he doesn't do mm-hmm. it for the photo op he doesn't he's 95 years old he can sit back what relax and and nobody would say a word. My God, look, a former president, he's the longest living uh, president, et cetera, et cetera. But he's out there doing good. And, and look, he, he's kept, he's done this for almost 40 years now since he left office. And this is a legacy. And a lot of people didn't like him as president, and I'm not going to fault them for that. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But you certainly can't fault him as a man. As a human being, yep. I mean, maybe maybe he made mistakes in governing, but certainly not in living his life. He has led the most humble life. Look, he's had great experiences being president, being governor of Georgia and all that. Uh, but here he is in the twilight of, of his life when he could be just taking it easy. And he's been again, he's been doing it for 40 years. You know, again, when he left office, he could have just, you know, kicked back, wrote a couple of books and tended to his his peanut farm, which, by the way, he had to sell when he became president because of the emoluments oh, yeah. clause. I remember that, you know, and he did it. You know, he did it because that was the law. Mm-hmm. And I sincerely hope and I was going to say this about Representative Cummings. He, he didn't live long enough to see Trump booted out of office. I certainly hope President Carter stays around long enough. Please, exactly. To see that. I hope, to tell, I hope that every living president we have, even uh, George W., uh, is around long enough to see uh, Trump uh, swept out. Because, you know, yes, you know, Bush had his credit critics uh carter had definitely had his critics uh but there Obama was no had his critics there, there was, was nothing no, no mean no intent to do harm no they all screwed up there's no question about that they all screwed up but mm-hmm. it was not there was no bad intent they were not selling the country out from under us exactly Exactly. Well, let's see. What the hell else do we have here? Oh. I like the oh oh oh. It's magic, you know. Gotta Never believe oh. it's not so. <laughs> I'm literally seeing blood coming out from underneath Mr. Ed Van Ness's headphones at this particular moment. <laughs> You're a mean, mean man. I was having a moment there. I was. Oh, I was having a radio moment and and you took oh. it away from me. Oh, I'm so sorry. You get the teeny weeny oh. mini award for today. Okay, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Herman Kane. You remember him? <laughs> Herman, I need some cocaine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Did you know that do you know that black people are brainwashed to hate President Trump? Did you know that? People are tell me brainwashed. More. Tell, tell me more, oh, oh, almighty Herman Cain. Oh, oh yes. Well, uh, <sighs> one, he's one of uh, President Trump's uh, close pals. He insists that uh, the Trumpster has been done a lot, has done a lot for African Americans, 
but says that black people still hate him because the the media is messing with their minds. Well, you you, you know what? Sure, Trump's done a lot for African Americans. He's hired them as uh, housekeepers and gardeners. Well, that's only because there's a closer there's a closer eye on the White House and what have you. So uh, he has to be careful. He can't use the that, same. Uh, that was sarcastic. Illegal. Oh no! Well, no, I. I was following right along with it there. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, he, he couldn't bring in the uh, the um, undocumented workers that he has at any of his uh, properties. So, you know, he had to go to African-Americans. So, mine you know, mine, hey, mine, mine it, was a joke. It, there was no good. just. You didn't have to go that deep. Mine was, the joke was good on its own. If you say so. Oh, I, I most certainly do. I insist, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. I insist. So what else did uh, Herman Cain have to say for himself other than... Well, uh, Cain says that Trump's been doing a lot for the black community behind the scenes, like pushing forward uh, criminal justice reform and lowering unemployment rates. Now, here here we go. I'm going to... I'll give you... There's good reasons why this has happened. First of all, you have to remember who uh, guided, uh, who helped uh, steer Trump in that direction was one uh, Kim Kardashian. Well, I don't want, I don't, you know, I, I can only just sit here and imagine why Kim Kardashian was invited to the uh, White House. And uh, I don't get it personally, but uh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it for a minute, and I don't need to explain. I don't need to explain my pro- thought process here. I'm sure I, you I get the picture. No, I don't actually. You don't? Hmm. No, well, no, actually, I don't. You don't, huh? Well, tell me, explain I, it to me in, in graphic detail, John. In graphic detail? Pretend I'm stupid. Okay. Well, now I know you're being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to take that bait. I'm sorry. Pretend I'm blind. Mm. Yes, Kim Kardashian. Just goes this. Just to my my opinion, it just goes to show that uh, where Trump's taste lies, if you will. Mm. Well, big boobs and big butts. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Yeah, exactly. And you know, let's let's face it, the the unemployment rates, okay, Trump's been in office now for <laughs> oh, just a uh, a little over 2 years. Almost two 3 half, years now. 2 and a half years. Yeah. Okay, so suddenly the economy is doing great and the uh and the uh unemployment rates doing great. And let's let's see here. You don't think that Obama might not have had a little something to do uh, with that, do you? Absolutely, absolutely not. But here, here's the point everybody's missing. You know where the unemployment rate is skyrocketing? Tell me. In, in Trump's cabinet. <laughs> in the White House. He had two more resigned this week. Uh, somebody made a good point. I, I read this morning. Somebody said, "Oh, you know, let's. T- it's time for the Twenty Fifth Amendment." And somebody said, "We can't. There's nobody left in the cabinet to. Yeah, that's got to come through the uh, the cabinet." Mm-hmm. So, and that may have been part of his plan. But Rick Perry resigned. Uh, uh, you know, people are just dropping, dropping like flies. They can't hire people. Nobody wants to work for them. 
Nobody wants to work for them. Well, maybe may I thought that Herman Cain was no, that was Car that was uh, Dr. Carson. Ben Carson. He's ben Secretary Car of, yeah. of Housing. Yeah, that's right. Now maybe maybe old Herman Cain is bucking for the secretary of pizza or some damn thing there at the White House. Uh, I, I didn't know that was a thing, but I'm in. Yeah, well, there you go. I, if he hired a secretary of pizza, I might actually I, I'm come in. on board. You never know. I likes me some pizza. Mm-mm. So, yes, indeed. Oh, now back to reality. The back Trump administration, life, according back to reality, everything's reminding me of a song today. Oh, mm, I shake that out of my ear. Ed said here, you, you can't, you uh, can't unhear that, and it'll be available on SoundCloud later today, so you cannot yeah. unhear it over and over and over again. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of that, I forgot to hit the record button on my. Oh, it's all you there, Bucko. Oops. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I thought you were uh, recording it. Ah, ha, ha, I'm recording it. Nearly a million children uh, could lose their automatic eligibility for free school lunch. Uh, excuse me, free school lunches under a Trump administration proposal that would reduce the number of people who get food stamps. So here is this. You know, billionaire, or I don't even know what his wealth was before he uh, took office. But, uh, yeah. Pardon me. Who cares if, uh, who cares if uh, these kids whose families make less than $20,000 a year, who cares if they don't have a school lunch? Hmm. You know, it's bad enough that, you know, these kid these kids uh, come home or are off for three months where they don't quite frankly know where they're going to get lunch or if they're going to get lunch or if it's just going to be a a uh, package of Ritz crackers or cookies or some damn thing like that. Mm. Uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has released details of an analysis that found that as many as 982,000 children could be affected by the change. <sighs> explain that to, there you go, parents. Explain to your kids why Donald Trump and his bag of leeches uh, think it's such a big deal. Uh, it's it's no big deal if you uh, you go hungry this afternoon, Johnny. So there you go with that. I've, I'll say this. I've got plenty to say about that, but I'm not saying a word. Oh, but why? Uh, because I, I, I'm I, because it upsets me too much to uh, first off. I'm not defending this by any stretch of the imagination. They will always provide a kid with even a a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Not in all states, Ed. Okay, then I'm wrong about that. Now I'm really pissed off, and let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, as a matter of fact, there was a teacher. I I I have to put this out here. 
there was a teacher here in Minnesota, in rural Minnesota, who was fired because she was picking up uh, a kid's lunch who had absolutely nothing here. And it was a one-time thing. Yeah. So. So, so I'll let the kids then. Yeah, exactly. We don't take care of our teachers, that's for sure. No. No, absolutely. Tell you what, let's get into some comic relief here with... Uh, Uber! With our... Yeah. So... I was gonna save. I was gonna save this for hour number two because it's actually kind of uh, funny at the same time. But we'll put it out there right now. Alrighty. A queen's teen. Try to say that fast three times. A queen's you know. teen. <laughs> it's suing Lyft after recording a video of one of their drivers masturbating while driving. Well, Joe, uh, hey, applaud the man for talent. You know, we can't mm. all, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, I don't have a one-hand clap. <laughs> the brave Queens teen who recorded a video of her Lyft driver ma- masturbating is suing the rideshare company, claiming the company failed to pr- properly vet, or excuse me, to vet its drivers. Okay, well, this is where it's losing me. The fourteen-year-old girl. Yeah, that's the story. Yeah, let's let's stop yeah. right there. Let's stop right there. Okay, Let, let's let's clear this up right now. First off, it's horrible that the guy did that. You'll get no argument from me. Second off, as I've discussed on more than one occasion, children under 18 should not be using these services by themselves uh i don't care who the parents are i understand that a lot of kids that age are very mature and able to handle themselves that being said they still shouldn't be riding in a stranger's car uh especially this day and age uh we all know nobody's been vetted there's no background checks and by the way you can sue Lyft from now till the cows come home. Not only are their lawyers going to stall you forever and drain your money, but they're going to keep telling you the same thing. You have to take that up with the service provider. That's the driver. It's in mm-hmm. the terms of service that you agreed to. It's in the driver's terms of service. They, 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 had, they accept zero responsibility. It's not our driver. It's not our car. I feel sorry for the for the child, but the child should not have been riding by herself. This this guy is a nitwit. Uh, but as somebody is, I read a couple of weeks ago, somebody made a valid point, and don't go off on me on this, so to speak. But doing a background check does nothing to prevent does nothing to predict future events. That being said. You, a background check fingerprints we got to do it because you got to know at least what the guy's history is you know and it bothers yeah, and, me a lot well here's the one thing is is that like uh we have here in minnesota and the background checks they do they do and this is done specifically by the state of minnesota even sexual improprieties, uh, even as something as simple, you know, we were talking last week about uh, uh, sex workers, if you will. But, you know, if you uh, 
even if you're busted soliciting a prostitute. So sorry, Charlie, you're not uh, you're not going to drive a cab in Minnesota, or at least in Twin City. I've always said the stink that comes with just an accusation. Okay, mm-hmm. even if this young lady, this fourteen year old, even if she didn't have video, <coughs> excuse me. The guy could say, make a joke that she doesn't understand or whatever, or she's just feeling like a 14-year-old girl, and she says, oh, the guy was masturbating in the car. Why? Just because she can. And again, the uh, the stink of it sticks with you. Sounds like this guy, and, and I did glance some, some stuff on the news locally about it. Yeah, it's it's a crap show. We all know it's a crap show. And finally, everybody else is starting to see it now, slowly but surely. Uh, governing authorities and whatnot are starting to catch on to the fact, eh, this thing's a bit of a scam. Again, the money's not flowing anymore. Yeah. The, money, the money's not flowing. So, so now, oh, you were going to talk about uh, Lime Scooters? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have. I did. I forgot to. It the story caught my attention, and I. All I do know is is that there is an organization that represents the disabled, and it's not the uh, ADA. It's somebody. Uh, they're they're citing ADA uh, violations, if you will, here. But there is an organization that is um, uh, suing these. Uh, uh, I think that the company is Lime, if I'm not mistaken, the scooters that, there. That's one of them. Uh, but I think, and that's the one they're specifically targeting because of all the scooters that are out there uh, on the street, Lime seems to have the biggest market share, at least in Minneapolis. Uh, but they are apparent, you know, first off, they're they're supposed to be uh, riding these things on the streets. But they're not stupid. They know that they've got more room to roam on the sidewalks. And so they're riding on the sidewalks. They're blocking. Uh, they're zipping in and out of people who are you know, walking with a walker or a cane or whatever or in a wheelchair. Uh, a lot of them are parking. A lot of these people are parking their uh, scooters when they're done with it. They're parking right at curbside. So people can't uh, utilize the indent in the uh in the sidewalk to be able to cross the street and other than the, other than that they're just playing they're dangerous period but when you're starting to mix that with people of limited mobility you're going to have problems and that is uh, that is definitely uh, a uh, a definite problem as far as it's bad enough with uh, everyday folks who don't have disabilities uh, but then you start you start affecting the way uh, people with disabilities are um, how that's affecting them you know then you have then you have some problems here let me see actually uh, soul cab um, brought this to my or actually brought it to, to my attention reminded me here again about it uh, uh, last night, I think I actually do have. Let me see if I can't find the details of it here. Um, an advocate for disability rights says the recent deluge of rooter, excuse me, rental scooters. I was going to say rooters in Minneapolis. Has clogged, yeah, no kidding, right? 
uh, has clogged the sidewalks and made the city unsafe for people with impaired uh, mobility. Joining critics around the country who allege the popular uh, scooters violate the Americans with Disability Act. So, yes, they did. They filed a lawsuit in federal court Wednesday against the city of Minneapolis and e-scooter startups. Oh, it isn't. uh, Oh, okay. Yes, it is Bird and Lime. It's Bird Rides and Neutron Holdings. The uh, they hold or they're operating Bird and Lime. So, yes, they they're going after there. There's a lawsuit going to be filed now. I don't know how far it'll carry. They are they're dangerous, man. And well, keep in mind, I'm going to stop you right there for a second because remember we had them in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Now they got booted there, didn't they? Well, they got booted from the part of the city that people would want to use them in for the most part. You have to keep in mind the geography of Fort Lauderdale. Excuse me. I'm not sophisticated enough to use the cough button. Uh, (laughs) The beach area of Fort Lauderdale and communities north of it is on what's known as a barrier island separated Mm -hmm. from the mainland by the intracoastal waterway and there are drawbridges every mile or so i could name them all but what what would the fun of that be recently uh my connections down my sources in in fll told me that and this happened a couple of months uh actually it was uh back in the spring before the college kids what there are of them came down in uh for march march break they banned the scooters from crossing the drawbridges. In other words, you couldn't have them on the beach. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a temporary ban. And then they say, you know what? The beach is a lot nicer now without these, so we're going to make it permanent. You can still have them in other part of the cities, part of the parts of the city, which most people don't want them, and uh, they're not using them. But you can't you can't cross the drawbridges anymore. You can't take them on the beach. I witnessed firsthand the terror that these scooters are they look like a lot of fun and in a closed course on a park or whatnot it'd be fantastic but you you see them parked in front of bars which means drunks are coming out and going to be on them two people on them at a time uh, just they're left literally anywhere and yes they are blocking ramps they're blocking access to cross the street safely you know and you could say, well, it's not the scooter company that's doing it. Yeah, but the scooter company is making it available. Oh, they put all the warnings on. Oh, park it here, park it there. But in the end, they know that people are just going to do whatever the hell they want. Tapping out. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And they're the ones that are profiting off of this. So don't give me this crap you're not uh, you're not responsible for. uh for it. I mean, you're definitely responsible for collecting the money that's uh, right. going into the little baby cash cow you have here with these with these knuckleheads, you know, who are riding down the sidewalks and man buns and stuff uh, of that nature. But you know, the the one that I like the the best. It's bad enough when you have bicycles riding down uh, going going down a sidewalk and then they want to be treated as a pedestrian when they re- reach an intersection and you know so 
Now, I, I will say that even though as, as much as I uh, get pissed off about all the regulations and all the damn bike lanes and what have you, that's another thing. There you go. This damn city has more bike lanes per capita than just about any place else in the country. It's labeled as one of the most bike friendly um, cities in the country. Use the damn bike lanes. Oh, You're that's safe a, and protected. Oh God, the the, you, the issue that 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 uh, here in New York with bike lanes. Oh my God, the the. Well, let's not get off track here. We're talking about uh, mm-hmm. now. Part of the problem with these scooters is the dockless. That you don't have to bring them anywhere. No, you can just. Now here in New York, they have and Lyft is behind it. City Bike, uh, City Bank, or City Corp is the the major. They're all blue, but they have you have to take it to a docking station. When you're done with it, mm-hmm. there are places, and there's plenty of them around. It's not like you can't find them. The city took out big chunks of parking to put. You know, you each each station has about room for twenty bikes, but it locks in, and that's where you pick it up, and that's where you drop it off. Wait, and, wait a minute. In a city that has limited parking as it is, they took out uh, chunks oh, of yeah. parking to put these oh, little bastards in. Oh, you oh, have oh, yeah. the, the the shock that I was in when I got into Midtown for the first time, and I'm driving up and down, you know, the avenues that that you know I I knew as a kid, and I'm seeing chunks of lanes removed for bike lanes, for this, for that, the other. Th- you know what? I'm all for the bike lanes. I segregate, and these are separated bike lanes. There in Manhattan, there's a, a little median. Uh, the parking is, the bike lane is along the curb. Parking is next to it, and I'm all for that. I just wish the damn bike bicyclist would obey the traffic rules. Okay, the red light counts for you too. Mm-hmm. And then the bicyclist here in New York and every place they go bat s crazy mm-hmm. when one of their people is hit and killed by an automobile you know why they're running red lights they're zipping in and out yes i get it you're small quick and mobile you know what me and my truck i'm not you cut me off you're sitting in my blind spot speaking of bat as crazy Batwoman, i've watched it Okay, <laughs> I guess saying. I'm going to have to. No, no, I I get it. Uh, I'm totally. You're just into just, chicks and leather, so I I, hey, I, hey. I lesbians in leather. Well, well there you go. Uh, I just, I just no, jammed the, the brake. Uh, I, I jammed the brakes on that one pretty hard, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. But I'll go. I'll go one step closer here. The ones that uh, the ones that use the sidewalks. Have you ever tried? It's bad enough with the pedestrians, you know, when they ignore that when you're trying to make a turn. Right. And it's bad enough when the pedestrians don't pay attention to their own walk signals or whatnot or dart out there when there's one second left on the old uh, weight hand. Think I can make it. Now have the, but they're going. See, John, I'm going to stop you right there. I look at that as challenge accepted. You think you can make it and I don't think you can. Let's see who wins this one. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so that's fine though. I can catch I can catch a pedestrian kind of coming out of a blind spot and, and stop my stop my turn to let them through. Let them do what they got to do. That pedestrian's maybe traveling two, three, four miles an hour. If 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 that if they're in a hurry. Now you get a yeah. If if there's a bus or excuse me a bike or a scooter or anything trying to do the same thing in that crosswalk, I'm not going to have that same reaction time there. No, sir. I'm looking for pedestrians. The the bike the bikes and the uh, and the uh, scooters, they're going just as they're going faster than I am going. You know, entering that intersection yes, as I'm getting are. ready to turn, and um, they could literally zip out. You know, one second they're in a blind spot behind a building, the next minute, well, there you are. Oh, so by the way, when that happens, just to be sure, everybody, everybody knows what city we're talking about. It's in Minneapolis. Yeah, that's this is true. Very true. Well, you want to talk about nitpicking. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. You are indeed listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI, or you're listening to it on SoundCloud a little later on today. And yes, we know Ed. The people are listening on SoundCloud will have no idea of of the time factor when I say that. I I I, I get that. Do you though? Uh, do you? I do. I do. I wonder sometimes. Yeah. Well, we had, I don't get a lot of things, so eh, we, there you we go. had a we had a meeting about that at the at the corporate level, at the high at the high high. I, corporate. I didn't get that. Uh, I didn't get no. that memo. No, I you guess. wouldn't. This was above your pay grade. Yes, just about everything's above my pay grade at this place. <laughs> this is on the, on the secret super executive floor that you're not aware of. Oh, yes. Yeah, That's, you and Mr. Mouse and uh, yes. Gil Christ, and it had to have been a hell of a party. Uh, I can't name names. I can't <laughs> name names. Mm. But uh, it's on floor 52 and a half. 52 and a half. Yeah, there's that old half floor. Jeez. Yeah, it's... it's Let's see if I got anything. Uh, oh, hey, more pair, more um, pleasure and paradise here at uh, our good old friends at Uber. They've laid off about three hundred and fifty <laughs> more employees. Yeah, but but here's the funny thing: they claim they're building this huge new headquarters in Dallas for three thousand employees. <laughs> Excuse me. Wait, wait, wait. Excuse me, uh, that was a bad one. Uh, but you claim you're building this big old uh, complex in Dallas. You're, why are you laying people off? Uh, you know, don't you at least need them to help you carry the bricks for the new building? Uh, oh, yeah, this, exactly. This thing is going down like a like a bobsled in the Winter Olympics. Man alive! It's, gonna, it's like the Jamaican bobsled team. It's gonna it's gonna go really really fast downhill and then it's gonna crash. Uh, let's give you let's give you one more story here before we wrap it up for this half hour then we then we really get to or excuse me for this first hour of the taxi stand hour i know that show. see we have actually you've heard of that have you i have here's one here's one for you to uh cough up you by the way you looked almost like a cat choking up a hairball with that last cough that's exactly what it felt like (laughs) oh anyways um, I would would hurry up in the UK 
An Uber driver there sexually assaulted a vulnerable passenger as she vomited out of his car. I got nothing. Just let that just just let that uh, sink in. How much time do I have? Not enough, obviously. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this hour of the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI. We'll see you on the other side. T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Ladies and gentlemen, the First Lady of the United States. I started Be Best campaign in May with the focus of helping children be the best they can. One of them being the safe and responsible use of social media. It can be used in very constructive ways, but can also be very harmful. I know it seems ridiculous that I am giving speech on not to cyberbully when President Husband is the biggest fucking idiot cyberbully in the world. But I say, so what? I don't really care, do you? Be best is the stupidest fucking hashtag ever invented. It's the stupidest fucking idea ever I had. And I didn't even have the idea. Some stupid fucking intern gave it to me and said, maybe it's something you can say. But I cannot say that because husband cyber bullies every day. So fuck it. My new hashtag is fuck it. Hashtag fuck it. How can I speak about anything? Fuck it. Fuck it. Hashtag, what the fuck am I doing here anymore? Do you know? I don't fucking know. Do you? Hashtag, fuck it. Hey, and we're back here at the famous Northern Command Studios here at Radio TFI. (sighs) I am John Shannon, and there at the corporate tower, the corporate headquarters, where everything is made out of brass, including the toilets. <laughs> it is Mr. Ed Van Nest. Good morning, kids and kittens. Brass? Yeah. Well, gold is a little expensive, and I understand it's kind of cold, so, you know, brass right, right. is... That's true. So, I like to put my ass on brass. Yeah. Your ass I'm, is brass and I'm there to polish it. I'm having, <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm having a donut. Oh, hey, what did you have the cops deliver that or what? Yep, yep, yep. So, mm. let's talk about 
Oh, I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. I forgot. You're go ahead. Do your thing. Well, I did my thing. I'm oh. tapping out. All did you do? there, brother? Oh man. Yeah. Um. Hmm. He just wanted a chance to take a sip of uh, his swill there, known as Diet Mountain Dew. Again, leave me alone. It's the only thing I do. It's my last vice. Uh, uh, I'll oh, find you a pet or some damn thing. You know, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. I want to talk a little bit about Soundtrack Saturday. Uh, oh, yeah. Go right ahead. Unfortunately, I've enjoyed the heck out of doing it. Unfortunately, this week, I was not able to put together a fresh program. Tonight, we're going to replay our Mel Brooks celebration. So tune in, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. Uh, I will have the opportunity this week to, and we'll, we'll, have, we'll have some new stuff in the, in the following weeks. But uh, it's, it's something I'm enjoying doing, and we got a variety of things. And again, if it's, uh, there are things that you've heard before, and um, hopefully some other things you haven't, and you'll discover something new. So that's Soundtrack Saturday. Do you remember the movie... Thank God it's Friday. Sure. You should try to you should try to scratch up a little bit of from uh, from that particular movie. I that was had one hell of a soundtrack as I remember I, correctly. I, I will I will look into it. There's a whole that is I, a special request. I I currently have a dozen projects ready to go. Uh-huh. Well, not ready to go. I have. I, I've in just mind. Put, no, not in mind. I have all the audio I need for it. I just have to put them together. Ah, I just, I, see. I just, I just have to do the little drop-ins and the intros and the outros and, you know, the, there's, you know, our little ex- explanation of what's going on. Mr. Shannon uh, took care took care of those duties for our Animal House presentation, which was oh, wonderful and, and fantastic. Do- and Dr. Van Ness took care of the uh, major surgery it took to actually put that together once I gave him the sound uh, that he wanted. 27, oh my God. 27 takes later, and it was it was audio gold. <laughs> oh, my God. Audio gold. I, well, I tell you what. Why don't we – you said I was doing this, right? Or are you yes are you by all by all means you can run this portion of it by all means I can but remember your problem but mm. remember what do you have to do I know what I have to do all I right. got this all right okay so here we go it is that time again people buckle up get your popcorn ready because here we go where are we going that's not it that's not it that's not it <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh, I got it here. Radio TFI presents. The Rosa Mendez Birthday Report, powered by FamousBirthdays.com. Here's your host, John Shen. Oh, now we got to turn it down. Yes, we do. There we go. You know what? Tell you what. You do it. You got your volume level. So let's start this all over from uh, square one. There. 
because that's the one thing I f forgot to take into account was the whole volume level and stuff like that. Radio TFI presents the Rosa Mendez Birthday Report, powered by FamousBirthdays.com. Here's your host, John Shannon. Oh, I tell you. Yeah, that is the one thing I probably didn't account for because I only have one channel of audio here. And if I turn it down, I turn you down and blah, 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 blah. Who gives a damn? I do. Ah. Well, I know you do. But there you go, anyways. I, I, I got to tell you, I struggled with this one today, Ed. I, I really you? did. This was probably the most uninspiring birthday list I could po ever possibly put together. I had to do some reaching for this stuff. Well, let's plow right through it. Well, let's get uh, right to it. Yeah, what do you say? Uh, anyway, so this is a summary of the birthdays from the previous week, beginning October uh, Sunday, October 13th, and ending today. Do it. October do it. 19th. Say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Anyways. Say it. Come on. We, we, to see how uninspiring this was, we lead wait, wait, off. Wait, wait, wait. Say it. Who does, where do you get the birthdays from? Oh, excuse me. It's power. Bad boy. <laughs> By famousbirthdays.com. Oh, well, hold on. He, there's a cleanup over an aisle four here we have to take care of, and then we'll get right to this. <laughs> Anyways, but this was really uninspiring, as noted by the first birthday for this last Sunday. Ashanti, 39 years old. And you know what? I was going to look and see, well, geez, what is her real name? Her real name is Ashanti, so I didn't go any further than that. That's just her okay. first name. Well, happy birthday, Ashanti. Happy birthday, yeah, okay. Kate Walsh turned 52 years old last I love Sunday. her. I love her. I think she's I can't remember. I can't remember anything she's done. She's been a bunch of stuff, and uh, she's just fabulous and cute as a bug. Oh, anyways, Jerry Rice turned 57 years old. He did not. Yes, he did. No, Jerry Rice is in the Forever 25 category. I was, just yep. tell, I was just telling this story yesterday. I was at a Monday night football game. Dolphins playing the 49ers. 49ers came to town. I feel I, 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 I scratched off the bucket list. One of the things you should experience sports-wise. I was sitting near, near the end zone, and I got to watch live and in person. Montana to Rice for a touchdown. I'll tell you what. One of the greatest sports moments of my life. Uh, well, he, the only thing about Montana to Rice is it happened about 50 million times during the course of their careers. and so, But I never saw it live. I saw it live one really? time. I saw it on TV, but to see it mm. right there, there's Jerry Rice catching the ball right in front of me. Fantastic. Okay, Sasha Baron Co Cohen. Uh, I have yeah. so... How old is he? 48 years old. That's what he says today. Tomorrow he'll be 22. Yeah, what a... I, no, can't. I was going to do something like, what a country, and I forgot. That's not even close to... That's, that's not... I, I, You know what? I, I can appreciate the man has talent, but I'm not really into his kind of performance. His shtick. 
it, it's too anytime anytime you have to embarrass unsuspecting innocent people to drag them into your little comedy bit it's one thing to tell a joke okay the surprise ending on the joke that's one thing but to mm -hmm. get people into these situations to make them believe that you're somebody that you're not and in the end they look bad I I'm not into that anyway okay yeah alright now now control yourself here I don't want to have to clean up another mess I'm going to do my level best uh, your your smitten love uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, oh. 30 years old. Yeah, control you. Uh, Jesus, I saw the picture shaking in the whole bit here, man. Holy Jesus, dude. <sighs> Anyways, let's move on here. Because no, let's not. Studio. Let's not. Let's not. I'm, uh... I was bracing for this day. I figured she'd have a birthday at some point in time while we were doing this uh, doing this segment. So, when was her birthday? It was last week, right? Huh? Uh, last Sunday. Sunday. I got to make a note of that for next year. Mm. Wish her. I just wish her a happy belated uh, birthday. I'll, oh, I'll I'll do more than that. I'm your biggest I fan. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> Now this one, this one surprises me because she, this this was my it falls under my cute as a button uh, uh, range here. Marie Osmond, sixty years old. Last I Sunday. saw I saw something on TV the other day about that, and uh, yes, Marie Osmond, my 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 uh, my cousin Lorraine, I've always felt was a spitting image of her. Or really. Marie, well, yeah, Lorraine's about 42, 43 years old, but uh, she, uh, Marie Osmond always reminded me of my Aunt Lorraine, uh, my cousin's mm. mother. Same, just same basic facial features and the black, jet black hair. And mm. There is one that does not look like she's six. She does not look like she's 60 years old. Well, she's got a team making sure she doesn't look like she's 60 years yeah. old. Probably a little bit of uh, of plastic surgery involved there, but who cares? I don't know about that, but you know those Mormons. Yeah, exactly. Moving on. Moving. Paul Simon turned seventy-eight last Sunday. Gosh, we could we could and do a whole show on Paul Simon, <laughs> and we might. Yeah, that's true. And you know, there's always fifty ways to leave your lover. Fifty-one. Uh, then there you go. Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, 77 years old last Sunday. Paul Simon's older than him? Yeah. Can you believe it? I I know. Actually, I can't. Uh, and last but not least for last Sunday, Kelly Preston, 57 years old. Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston. I can see her. She's married to Travolta, isn't she? Mm, that I couldn't tell you. Then what the hell is the point of all this? When you, when I, you I've been asking myself since you wanted to bring this back. <laughs> when you speak of these people and you bring them up, you're supposed to have some some oh, basic background. That's why I count. Well, that's why I count on you. Well, I would say John Travolta's wife would be an interesting. You know, right at the top of the, uh, the, the 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 trivia for a particular person. By the way, I'm vamping here while my my uh, slow computer uh, 
gets all you have to do is feed the freaking hamster and it'll be right where you want it i was gone all week yeah well i was gone or hamster probably died probably chewed through a few wires down there too well that could be that moving on by the way her name is kelly kamalihua smith k-a-m-a-l-e-l-e-h-u-a uh, yeah, that is John John Travolta's uh, oh, okay. wife. That's why she changed the name. Holy Christ! That's a hell of, <laughs> her her middle name. That's her middle name. Uh, oh, jeez. And Kelly Smith would have been way too. Uh, she's from Hawaii. Uh, That's why. She's from. Hawaii. Oh, is that it? Yeah. <sighs> All right, we killed a lot of time on that one. Yes, we did. Monday, October 14th, we're into now, where Usher turned 41 years old. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got, exactly. I, I, I got nothing on him. Yeah. I know who he is, but... You know how uninspired I was by that? I didn't even bother looking up to see what his real name is. <laughs> All I know is I walk, in, I walk into the theater, I hand him my ticket. Show me where my seat is, sir. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Ralph Lauren turned 80 years old. 80? The famous fashion, yeah, the famous yeah. fashion designer for those who did not know. My uh, my cousin, again, my cousin Lorraine, look at that. She gets mentioned twice during birthdays. She, She's going to start charging you a royalty. I'm trying to remember. She either worked for Ralph Lauren or was Yves Saint Laurent. She worked for them, worked with directly she she went to the Fashion Institute of Technology here in New York. That's an actual school, actual college. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, anyway, she was in the fashion world for a good long time. And Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, last but not least for the 14th, uh, Jared Goff, the quarterback of the L.A. Lambs, who, by the way, are really looking like Lambs this year. They're a shadow of the team that they were last year. Well... They've settled into the L.A. lifestyle. What can I say? There you go. So moving on to the to Tuesday, October 15th. Now we're moving we're on only to Tuesday. Wednesday. Jesus. Huh? So yeah, we're only exactly. a Tuesday. Jesus. So I am I am forbidding you for going and digging into the uh, 15th because <laughs> I came up with nothing for Tuesday. So nope. you'll be happy to hear that. No, 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 no. We can't. We can't oh, have that. No, come on. We've burned enough time as it is. No, not enough. There's still time left, oh, which means, which means we Lord. haven't. Uh, uh, come on, see. your computer moves way too slow for this. Damn, there's there's nobody here. Thank you. Well, well you know what? I I think we can. We can alter this segment too. It doesn't necessarily have to be a birthday. It could be what happened well, on this day. Well, we can do that if you want. We'd have so to let, rename it. No, 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 no. So let's see. On this day, good God, nothing of any importance happened. Thank you. Moving on. Alfred Newman, Wednesday, German Alfred. playwright, born in Lautenberg, Germany. Who the hell cares? Uh, go, ahead, go ahead, I'll keep okay. digging. Huh? Go ahead, you keep doing your thing. Okay. Wednesday, October 16th, we had a couple. Uh, Michael Peter Balzeray. 
B A L Z A R Y. Moving on. You might know him as Flea. Ah, yes. And here you go. We're, we're, we're backtracking to the uh, to the 15th for a second. Lee Iacocca was born on October I wonder 15th. how come they didn't get that one. Well, he's dead now. That's why. You remember, we uh, we only carry live ones here now. You remember? Who, who made up that stupid rule? You did. Oh, yeah. How about that? Otherwise... Otherwise, I'd have a, have a ton of them. But yeah, once you're gone, you're gone. <laughs> we may have to amend that. Uh, oh, but anyways, so Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And he's been in a couple other bands I couldn't uh, recall. Uh, 57 years old on the Wednesday the 16th. Here's one. Of October. Linda Lavin, American actress. You know her from Alice. She played Alice. Oh, yeah, okay. And she's alive. Well, hey, damn, you were able to follow your own rules. I'm impressed. Look at this. Here's one, sadly, Penny Marshall. She passed away, yes. Jim Palmer. Oh, yeah. From baseball. No. I'm going to have to go to another source. How did we miss that one? Uh, Or how did I miss that one? Well, I'm powered by one source, you know, famousbirthdays.com. Tanya Roberts. Tanya Roberts from Sheena, Amazon Goddess. Uh, my goodness, sir, you didn't even hardly look. My God, it's coming up. With a- I go. I rely on one source and one source alone. Well, we're gonna have to. There's gonna have to be a meeting about this. Uh, okay. This is this is uh, uh, Dominic West from The Wire, the show. Ooh. If you watch that, exactly. Uh, I'm almost done here. I'm on, man, there's a long list of people born on that day. How much time have we killed? Way too much. We're not going to have time for the damn picks now if, you, if we keep hey, up like this. You don't want the picks anyway. Oh, I know. Well, we'll get back to that later. <laughs> Can we go on now to finish Wednesday? Go right ahead. Thank you. Wednesday, October 16th, again, as we keep bouncing back and forth like a damn ping pong ball. Be nice. Uh, Angela Lansbury turned 94 years old on Wednesday. She's still alive? She's still alive. When is she going to be the subject of a Murder, She Wrote episode? Uh, I've never liked her singing voice. Never. mm, mm, I didn't know she ever sang. Are you kidding me? She was in uh, Beauty and the Beast. She played Mrs. Potts. She sang the original version of Beauty and the Beast. Come on, man. Yeah, well, that's that's, uh, yours and my story, by the way, Beauty and the Beast. But, you know, if anybody else calls you Beast, I'll punch their lights out. I'm so touched. (laughs) Mm. Anyways, uh, Thursday, October 17th, uh, Marshall Bruce Bruce Mathers III. Eminem. Very good. Very good. 47 years old. Wow. Is Country he 47? Jeez. Yeah, 47. Won't be long before his raps will be all about geriatrics. <laughs> Millions of ideas Country flying through my head right now. And I- oh. Country star, uh, country music star Alan Jackson turned 61. God bless him. Okay, we're, we, we, we've made it to Friday. No kidding. Barely. Friday the 8th. Limp, yeah, limping barely. Limping along. Exactly. Limping along. Where uh, Zach Efron turned 32 years old. I hate him. You know why I hate him? 
Why do you hate him? Because he's young, handsome, and talented. That's as good a reason as any. Um, <laughs> Olympic skier here recently retired Olympic skier Lindsey Vaughn turned 35 years she old. She is. I, I've watched her in interviews. She is not only a cutie, she's just a lot of fun to. She she's she. she I, I like her. She has a great personality, and. Uh, <sighs> Also on uh, Friday, October 18th, Jean-Claude Van Damme, 59 years old. I know he was a skier. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Spider Savage. Go ahead. No. Uh, You know who Jean-Claude is, actor with an accent. Oh, yes. Yes. I I was thinking skiers. You were were thinking skiers because of Lindsey Vaughn. I I, I understand. That's correct. Oh, the... uh, She's no AOC, but she's okay. Yeah. (laughs) The the famous daughter of uh, right-wing nutjob Sarah Palin, who, uh, by the way, her daughter, Bristol, who was a teenage mom. I shouldn't judge. Poor girl, but... uh, She had a baby, too. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Let's see if that guy will come out that... uh, What the hell was his name? Who... uh, said that Elijah Cummings died for a reason maybe maybe God was damning her with a with a uh, down syndrome baby who knows she was she wasn't damned with that child that's not a no, damning I, thing no i i know that Ed. i'm just being sarcastic and i being, know but that's I, I i can't accept that that's i'm sorry well, it, it's I, I i first off i wasn't serious at all but uh, doesn't matter Oh, okay. We're we're getting ethical here now. All of certain issues we need to be ethical. Says like it or not, says me. Just be just. You've already got me to trim back on, trim back on my f bombs and stuff like that. What else do you want from me, for Christ's sake? Let's not pick on Downs, Down syndrome children. No, okay. I apologize. Send your cards and letters to Mr. Ed Van Ness. No, no, no. This time, <laughs> this time it's it's all John Shannon. It's all Mr. Shannon. Anyways, this will this will brighten your day. Good. Uh, this one I actually dig. I dug beyond famous birthdays. I can't believe they didn't wow. have her in here. Wow. But uh, Mrs. Dawn Wells. Miss Dawn Wells. Miss, isn't she married? Or wasn't yeah, she married? Her stage name is Don Wells. She wouldn't be Mrs. Don Wells. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't remember. I don't know what her real name is, so I'm just going to go with it. Anyway, she turned 81 years old. And anybody that uh, probably a whole generation doesn't know who she is. But that was Mary Ann on Gilligan's Island. A gingham dress never looks so good. Yes. Yes, indeed. Would you believe? Would you believe we have made it to Saturday? We've made it I, to today. I'm shocked. I I, I can't uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> we'll lead off with Floyd Merriweather Senior. Oh, turned 67 years old. Oh wow. So do you think he was? I uh, think that he was uh, overshadowed by his uh, son Floyd Merriweather Junior. I didn't even know there was a senior. Oh, oh, Jesus. Really? What am I missing? I remember. I, you know who he is, right? 
I know the name. Boxer. I yeah, I gave up on boxing decades ago. Oh, okay. We'll talk about that well, some other then time. We'll we'll move on somewhere. Now yeah. I didn't know this. I, I wouldn't have never known who this was. But he looked familiar when I uh, when I was going through famousbirthdays.com. Um, John Favreau, I think, is how he pronounces John Favreau. His name. Sure, he's a director. He's uh, he he's also an actor. He yeah. he's he's been playing Happy Hogan in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, he uh-huh. was in the he was in the the latest Spider-Man movie. He was very good. And also in most of the in the last couple of Iron Man movies too. As well, well, yeah, he put, he played Tony Stark's assistant, Happy Hogan. Right. Yes. I thought I covered all that. Uh, yes. Okay. John Lithgow, seventy-four years old. I honestly thought he'd be older than that. Yeah, I, I did too. And I'm sorry to bring up boxers again, but that seems to be the trend. Uh, okay. Evander Holyfield, the man with one half ear <laughs> remaining, thanks to Mike Tyson, 57 oh, years old. I guess, yeah, I guess that's about right. Yeah. So that'll do it. That wraps it up. It's over with, thank God. That was totally uninspiring this week. I'm thinking to myself as I put this together, this is going to suck. And it lived you up were right. to the villain. You, you, yeah. you were right. There was no... Uh, Nothing uh, inspiring about this birthday list this week. I wish it hadn't happened. We could have postponed this last uh, 32 minutes with uh, just about anything else. Would, would you like uh, me to put music in there? Yeah, might 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 have been just a just a half an hour music break. Let's just play the top hits from back in the '30s. They can't all be uh, award-winning segments, sir. It's not uh, like it, it's not like it's the point segment, which is a hit every week. We we. Oh my God! Let's hurry up and get this done with so we can scrape the gum off our shoe, huh? Oh, I'm gonna savor this one. We're uh, we're we're gonna. Somebody had a not great week. Somebody had a fantastic week. Let me tell you, there was somebody on this program that had a wonderful week. And uh, let's see how that all turns out, kids and kittens. Well, Are you ready? You know, you know what they say. A, a busted clock is right twice a day. Even a blind dog can find a bone. It's time for John and Ed versus the Spread, your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, first and long, Shannon and I will each choose three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Each of us will be able to swap out one game each week for any reason, as long as it is done before the live show ends. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's... John and Ed versus the spread. Well, 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 well. We had a certain, certainly had a little turn of events here this past week. John, what do you have to say for yourself? You picked up a game. Picked up a game on me. That I did. Uh, you are still. You are still looking. You are not the lead dog, so you. The view has not changed for you yet. Yeah, but I can smell your butt from here. 
I can well, smell your butt from here. That seems to be the highlight of your day. So. It's, it's working out pretty well. So, so last week, well, let's go with my personal stuff. I went 10 and 4 for the week. That's I not am, bad. I No, it's not bad. Currently 54 and 46 overall for the season. Uh, last week, in our little head-to-head, mano-a-mano, tita-tita, uh, situation here. John managed to squeak out a two and one record, while your boy went three and zero. Oh. And that was with with picking his miserable dolphins, who one stinking point they they went for two points at the end. A field goal would have sent it into overtime. I just uh, anyway. <laughs> You mean anyway, an extra point? Kicked extra point would have kicked extra sent it point. It them. would have tied the game. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. I mean, I he went for the win. You're 0 and 4 at that point. You go for the win. I, I can understand that. Yeah, it was a it was a ball. It was a ballsy move. He made a couple of ballsy moves during that game. There was a trick play, fake fake kickoffs, fake punts. It was great as far as all that went, but. So here we are in week seven. Can you believe how quickly the season is blowing by? Oh, I know, right? It is shocking. It is downright. Mr. Shannon, who, pray tell, will be your first pick of the week? Well, your your Miami Dolphins inspired me this week. They came ever so close to pull off of pulling off a victory against uh, the equally as horrible uh, Washington Redskins. Yeah. So they inspired me. They are visiting Buffalo, where they are a 17 point dog. Oh, oh yes. They are a big dog. <laughs> the, apparently, uh, apparently, our buddy there, uh, Mr. Oh, what the hell is his name again? Sher- Danny Sheridan wasn't impressed that they almost won uh, last week. They so almost made won seven. against. They almost won against another winless team. Yeah, well, Buffalo's playing great this year. Well, I'm going to take. <laughs> I'm going to take those Miami Dolphins getting those 17 points. We, we love you for it. I, I can't disagree. Yep. We we love you for it. But so okay. So I, I'm. I have. There are two teams left that have not lost against the spread yet. And mm-hmm. my first one of those will be San Francisco visiting the aforementioned Washington uh, Native Native American store name. The Deadskins. San Francisco is a 10-point favorite. I'm taking San Francisco at Washington, giving up 10 points. John? I thought about I thought about that one, believe me. Now I'm going to really shock you here. Oh, you my Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. My Minnesota Vikings are traveling to Detroit. Who are they playing? Where they are playing the Motor City Kitties. That's the ones. Yeah, that's it. They are uh, the Vikings are a uh, actually according to Danny Sheridan they're a one point dog. Yes, they are. Um, however. I just think that uh, the Vikings are going to be handed a little bit of a reality check after after smacking around the Philadelphia Eagles last week. What, what, I am going what? to take... What's that? 
Go ahead, go ahead. I'm oh, I'm I'm dumbfounded here. The uh, I am going to take the Detroit Lions, giving up one point against my Minnesota Vikings. Well, it's funny you should say that, because the other team that has the best record undefeated against the spread thus far, they're four, five, and zero, oh, are those Motor City Kitties, and mm-hmm. I was taking them over your your Purple People Eaters and giving up one point. So at the moment, we've both chosen that game. Mm-hmm. This was tough for me this week because I had to stray from my formula, formula a little bit, uh, formula. formula. I had to stray from that a little bit here. All right, who's your uh, third so final pick? The Oakland Raiders are visiting Lambeau Field. The Raiders. The Raiders, where they are going, uh, where they're taking on the Packers and the referees. Uh, that that was that's just too uh, too um, what's the word I'm looking for insurmountable if you will for those <laughs> Oakland Raiders so I am taking the Packers giving up seven points you're taking the pack giving up seven points okay my final pick is uh I, I'm taking Baltimore getting three points in Seattle. Uh, and there was really, there was a reason I chose that game, and I can't for the life of me think of it. So let's recap. You bored with the, you're bored with the Seahawks by now. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, I, there was a reason I took the game, and I can't for the life of me think of it now. So anyway, so John is taking my Miami Dolphins, getting 17 points against Buffalo. His reasoning is completely out the window, and he put no thought into it. He seems to believe that the Dolphins barely losing to a winless team somehow equates to the... the although, it is a division game, and you never know what division. I'll give you that much. I'm happy you picked the Dolphins. I picked the Dolphins. I wouldn't put them in this, but, you know, uh, here's hoping for the best. Here's hoping not only do they cover it, but they actually win the game. Uh... Next, I'm taking San Francisco, giving up 10 points against them, their Redskins. Uh, John's taking uh, Green Bay, giving up seven. Uh, As he says, Oakland visiting Green Bay, taking on the Packers and the referees. I'm taking Baltimore, getting three points in Seattle. Hopefully the 12th man will not be an issue. Uh, for them. And finally, we have both decided to take the Motor City Kitties giving up a point against them, their Vikings. Now, John, just as a reminder of the rules that I read every week and said it just a few moments ago, you are more than welcome to make a change before. Nope. nope. I'll stick with, with it. it. I may I'm make sticking a change. with it. I may make a change, but I may not do it this second. Uh, anyway, there you have it, kids and kittens. We, uh, as always, where was I? I lost my train of thought. See, I need a if script. You plan on, if, you, if you plan on using our picks Go ahead, John. for your your financial gain in the legal world. God, can you believe sports betting here probably the next five years? It's already been uh, the Supreme Court has weighed in. States want to, it's up to the states if they want to involve themselves in legalized sports betting. Tell the people what they are if they use our picks. You're a complete freaking moron. There you go. And that completes John and Ed versus the spread for this week. Send your cards and letter to John Shannon. <laughs> That'll do it for us here. Go ahead, John. Send send your send your cards and letters. My cats uh, my cats need new uh, litter box liners. So okay, so.
<laughs> so that's all done. Uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, I, what do you I just, say? What I, just lo- I just lost it there at the end. I just couldn't think of what to oh. say. So let's get into some of the lighter news uh, for this uh, last week. And unfortunately, a lot of this stuff, uh, a lot of this stuff un- deals with some very serious subject matter. I still found some humor in it, uh, nonetheless, including this story here, where a man walked 351 miles to have sex with a teen girl. Except uh, he didn't vet that teen girl too well. It turned out to be an undercover cop. Wait a minute, he walked how many miles? 351 miles. 351 miles. 351 miles. Let's see. Tommy Lee Jenkins, 32 years old, began contacting what he believed was a 14-year-old girl named Kylie on October 1st. Uh, The Indiana man walked 351 miles to Wisconsin to have sex with a 14-year-old girl who turned out to be an undercover cop, authorities said. Stop. It would have taken him weeks to do this. Well, I don't know. Walk 40 miles a day. I don't know. Maybe he was in good shape. I have no idea. But it was still... Anyways, it's, it, it was reported by NBC News, so this wasn't a story from The Onion or anything like that. So It would make more sense from The Onion. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he faces charges of using a computer to persuade, induce, or entice a minor to engage in unlawful sexual activity. He's also being fined for not knowing how to buy a bus ticket. Yeah, well, there you go. This just in. Surprise. This just in. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. I'm changing one of my games. I'm dumping the Minnesota, dumping Minnesota, Detroit. I'm taking Indianapolis plus one, hosting the Houston Texans. That is boring. I hate those two teams. You could take those two teams out of the league, and I would them along with the uh, the Sea Ducks, and uh, we could. uh, I'd be. Wouldn't miss him a bit. But anyways, good luck with that other pick. Thank you. I'm sorry. That was breaking news, so I had to I had to interrupt. It was definitely broken. I'll give you that. <laughs> definitely broken. <laughs> oh. You'll be sorry. Well, I gotta make up ground. I can't I can't pick the same things, you know. You're not gonna you're not I'm I am still shocked that you took Detroit, especially with only a one point spread. I, I look just, at it as a, I, I look at it as a win win. Either I I win, yeah, yeah. I win a point in this game, which is great. I, but if I if I am wrong, my Vikings win. They gain ground. Unfortunately, they're they're not going to gain ground on the Packers, but uh, they're still going to at least keep pace. So if I win there, I win there. I can afford to give up a point or two with uh, in this game. So well, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I it it pains me to say that you are making sense, sir. I know it pains me to, say, to <laughs> believe these words are coming out of my mouth. So anyway, oh. where, where were we? Anyway, so. 
here's something that I'd, I, I would almost, if I knew I was going to kick the bucket, when I was going to kick the bucket, I might do the same thing. I was going to say, I got news for you. You are, you are going to kick the bucket, I promise you. Well, but we, we just don't know when. So apparently a dead man pranks funeral goers by screaming from the coffin a pre-recorded message. I saw that. As he's being lowered into the ground. It is hilarious. Could you imagine that happening? That is if you have the opportunity. If you have the opportunity, Google this, look on Twitter. It's there. It is it, the video starts, you see all the people standing around in the cemetery and and then you're hearing knocking and hey, I'm still in here. I'm in the box. I'm, you know, and it was all and it's hilarious and eventually, you know, the crowd breaks and they start laughing because obviously this was the kind of man he was. And, uh, and well, obviously, they probably knew that that he would be capable of doing something like that. Well, none of them were surprised. But of course, it's one of those things, you know, this is his last his last way to, you know, make everybody laugh. And and it's funny. It actually is funny. When I first heard it, I saw the video. I didn't realize what was going on because you don't immediately see the grave. And at the so you hear the voice, you don't quite get what's going well you kind of get it and then they point down and holy smokes that's an actual casket there in the ground and uh, oh it's it's funny though when you watch it twice and you'll be you realize this man must have been very loved because uh hey uh hey ed can you carry thing can you carry the water for about uh a minute sure well while john while john goes and uh re- recharges his heart heart machine that keeps him going all day and all night we're gonna we're gonna carry on here just just for a little while by ourselves and we all know how entertaining that can be uh i was saying earlier how uh on on a completely different topic how i've spent time last week this past week i should say up in uh, upstate new york and seeing the leaves change and all that it, it it's i forgot how amazing that can be living in south florida for all those years and uh we didn't get leaves changing we didn't get we didn't get any of that um and also driving through the mountains it's it's just been it's just been fantastic now i understand in a week or so all those trees are going to be bare and uh it's going to be a lot colder it's going to be a lot colder but we're gonna we're gonna play a little song here well john until john gets back A little Jim Croce for you here on Radio TFI. Junkyard. 
Oh, why did you turn that down? I was getting into that. I love that song. Well, you're back. Yeah. Well, who cares? Uh, geez. Well, so it was kind of weird that I asked Ed to carry the water because I was busy spilling the water. Oh, is that what happened? Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, my goodness. Not fun. Oh, let's see. Well, we got... By the way, I have kind of a funny story about that. So, as you know, there was a time in my life where I fancied myself as a pretty good singer. I have Even heard back, you sing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Even back in my elementary school days where they had a little talent show or lack of talent show or whatever you want to call it there at this rec center. And I picked Bad Bad Leroy Brown as uh, as the song that I was going to sing. And when I was finished with it, all the, uh, the teacher that was, or the super, or whoever was uh, chaperoning this little event could say to me is, Thank you for not saying whole dams town and said whole darn town. So we could have probably done without hearing that, but uh, hey, whatever. That's a a wonderful story. We're we're happy you told it. And uh, so what else we got, John? I'm glad you gave gave that its appropriate. Uh, yeah, well, I was, I'm busy doing something it just brought else. Back, it just brought back a memory. Oh, so here we go. Trump supporters. Yay. We're left stranded. Now, I, I haven't been able to verify this. It, it, it could be. Give you a disclaimer here. It could be BS. It's not. Because of the source. It's not. I know the story. Well, you, you know you know the story? I do. Well, then you tell it. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it right there. Oh, okay. So the Daily Beast is the one who reported this, by the way. And I, I don't know uh, if it, there's any truth to it or not, but they reported Friday that hundreds of Trump supporters were left stranded by a bus company, uh, by the bus company U.S. Coachways after organizers for a march for Trump rally in Washington, D.C. failed to pay pay them. So the uh, rally of whoever put together this rally, uh, I don't know if, if Trump was actually at this rally or whatnot. He was too busy spewing garbage in Minneapolis. So who knows if he was there or not. But um, they expected to be picked up and bring them to D.C. where they were set to rally against House Democrats, uh, their impeachment inquiry. After the buses never showed up, however, Trump supporters claimed that the bus company was part of a deep state conspiracy aimed at silencing uh, their voices. In reality, the Beast reports, U.S. Coachway's chief marketing officer, Joseph Heap, tells... Uh, the beast reporter, I think it's Sumner or whatever, that the uh, company withheld the buses because multiple credit card payments made by the Trump rally supporters and organizers were declined. Yeah, that their credit cards so, was no good. Yeah, their credit card. Yeah, exactly. It was it was kind uh, of a, a last minute order. It was going to be a complicated order because of uh, 
uh, in some of the states they were dealing with, they were going to need two drivers on the buses. And in the end, the credit card was no good. They tried it multiple times. They were able to secure payment for one bus. One. But as there were hundreds of people. Well, it wasn't uh, going to happen. Uh, if, if, yeah. you don't want, if you don't want to pay your bill, then don't expect... Uh, so, no, it wasn't the deep state. It's not a democratic thing, blah, blah, blah. It's you didn't have enough dough on your credit card. Well, yeah, exactly. But it didn't stop those supporters from claiming that a company was part of a sinister plot yeah. to silence them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's what it. it was. Trump supporters, you, you guys think the world is against you just because, well... We the go back to the story. You. What's that? So the world is against them, but you know. Well, it's well, it's it is the majority of Americans, a majority of Americans that are against them. You know, let's let's not forget that in 2016, you know, two million more or three. Wouldn't we say it was three million more people voted for Hillary? Nine. What's that? Nine million. Oh, nine million. It, no, I'm sorry. It's nine million if you count everybody who didn't vote for Trump. In other words, all the votes for for other candidates, the Jill Steins of the world, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Are you? Yeah, exactly. John's gonna die. Oh, over there. oh, I know. Holy Christ! Could we stick a fork in this? Oh, here, here we got. I thought I had a story about Florida in here. Damn it. It disappeared on me. I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens too. No, it just, I love this little app called Pocket, but it is, uh, some days it just doesn't act the way it, uh, it really should. Let's see what else we have here. Well, hey. Hey. I mentioned this, I mentioned this to you earlier. Okay. Uh, a three point seven magnitude earthquake rattled the Los Angeles area centered in Compton. Where'd that earthquake come from? Uh, straight out of Compton. There you go. Now we're talking. Comedy gold. <laughs> Comedy gold. Life yeah. is good. And here's some enlightening news. You want to talk about uh, prison justice here. A pedophile who abused up to 200 children was stabbed to death while he was in prison. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you talk about uh, talk about street justice there. You know, that that is one thing. You know, all these people who are in jail for murder and uh, for other such crimes. Hey, all of a sudden, they're the good guys when it comes to throwing a pedophile in the mix. Well, that that, and, that, that that's the rumor that uh, uh, bah, 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 that story came from the New York Post. So I don't know how much you can rely on their words or not. But uh, I'm starting to say that's the, that's the story that you know, in prison, the pedophiles are you know treated mm-hmm. blah 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 poorly and. Uh, Hey, did you know that this last week was yes. the 30-year anniversary of the uh, Bay Area quake, uh, the Loma Priesta, Loma Priesta, or Priesta? That sounds close enough. 
You got the first word, right? Well, yeah, well, that was easy enough. Uh, 30, it's been 30 years. And of course, that was, uh, that was probably well remembered by the day that they shut down the World Series uh, yes. at Candlestick. Yep. It was it was uh, it was the A's versus the Giants. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be the that would have been a, a well they they wound up uh, Jesus who even won that series that they continued a week later. Yeah, Faye Vincent was, it, was, was the Faye Vincent was the commissioner at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, then of course you know they had the they were playing they were playing on ABC and yep. Al Michaels and uh, oh who the hell was his. Never. Anyways, Al Michaels uh, got to be a news reporter and actually report. I don't know if we're on the air. I don't know. I think we're in commercial. <laughs> but that that but, also harkened back to another situation back in the uh, 1976 Olympics in Montreal, where uh, uh, Israeli athletes were shot and killed. Uh, Did that happen? Hostage situation. Did that happen during this week? No, 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 but I'm just bringing it up because uh, Jim McKay wound up going from being the sports yeah. anchor to the news anchor because that, that hostage situation, they were held hostage for, I forget how long, how many days, but it became an ongoing story. Uh, and it was, Jim McKay was there. He was the man in charge. And uh, yeah, I remember, I remember the, first, the first image I saw of that. Uh, I was I was parked outside of a nightclub and they had in their valet area they had a TV for the people to watch. And now we're talking about uh, San Francisco again. San Francisco or are we still again. talking about no San Francisco again? And okay. Uh, and I remember looking at the TV and they were showing the uh, what is it the Eisenhower Highway out there. Well, what I did, I'm looking at and going, what's the problem here? What I didn't know was that it pancaked down onto the lower level. Yeah. I didn't know that because I wasn't familiar with it. I was like, geez, who, uh, why would you build a double-decker highway in in an earthquake? uh, Well, they have them in Seattle, too. Yeah, but then, anyway, anyway, that, that, that was my first image of it. And of course, you know, we all followed that closely as, as -hmm. the days went on. But my goodness, 30 years, 1989. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, what's funny about that is, is, um, they, I originally caught on, caught on to this. Well, I caught it on the news later on, on the radio, but uh, Twitter was uh, splashing around this tw- uh, hashtag 25 years ago. So I'm scratching my brain trying to figure out what the hell happened? What was happening in my life in 25 years? 1994. Believe it or not, I couldn't come up with a damn thing. I have some. I- oh, did you? Yeah. Me and my oh, buddy, well, me, and my, me and my buddy Harry took uh, took our big trip schmooze across America. We did one lap. Oh, around is the that States. when you did that? Nineteen ninety four. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. That had to have been fun. That I that had to have been a, 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 just a load a, of fun for you. There's a there's another topic for an entire show. I could do a whole show <laughs> on that, and I have in the pe- well, I've 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 done it with other people. So, uh, uh-huh. but yeah, yeah, no, that was. Uh, I was 35 years old. I'm 35 years old? I was, God almighty, I was so young. <laughs> oh, I was half the man I am today with twice the hair. It's, uh, oh, do I miss it. 
I miss it. But yeah, we, we had a great time. One lap around the U.S., stopped in Minneapolis, watched the Vikings play the Dolphins at the old HHH Dome. What you think about that place when you got because well 25 years ago the dome was still kind of it was still kind of a fresh penny. I hadn't uh, been in a dome before. I liked it. I had a good time there. Hey, I hear it. I hear those sounds in my head. It must be time to wrap this puppy up, huh? So, from Egan, Minnesota, where it's still supposedly supposed to be nice sometime today, I'm John Shannon. Adios. See ya!